Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Courtney. And Courtney, how are you? Well, first off, I'd like to say hello to Virginia, because you somehow <laughs> skyrocketed, skyrocketed, I don't know where it's skyrocketed, into our podcast that we didn't know where you are. So thank you for loving us as you love your state. Um, I'm fine. I <laughs> Friday, I went and saw, and that's why we drink live, which is my second time seeing them. They are just the best live show. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you what it's about because they say not to tell you till the show's over, like, till it's over. So nobody can. Yeah. But yeah. just know it's a great time. And if you have access to it, absolutely go. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, I'm being healthier on accident this week. Um, my boss, I think, thought I was dying mm-hmm. because I as unhinged as that was last week turns out i was getting ready to have a fever and that's why i was unhinged um so i was super sick so i worked from home on wednesday the next day i get back my boss sent us a text and she was like i'm bringing in meal kits for everyone next week for my nutritionist she was like we're all gonna have a health kick before we start going to all these conferences and to recover from this period of royalties i was like you think i'm dying but fine i'm not actually um i mean who knows maybe i was but so she's bringing us in this like whole shindig of like breakfast, lunch, snack. And then my coworkers, God bless them. I don't think understand what it means to not have money because they were all just like, they got there today and they were just like, I'm not going to eat that. It was meant to be refrigerated. So I'm not having it. I'm like, first of all, it's still cold, which means it was refrigerated when it got here. Correct. They're just like, I bring, I bring refrigerated lunch and then leave it under my desk until lunch basically every time I bring a lunch. Yeah. I texted Rachel and I was like, clearly these people have never had a pizza that's been left out overnight. Like, they don't understand. And so me being normal and not caring, I was like, great, I will have my whole box. And then I will also take pieces of your boxes. So I will have those for dinner. Absolutely. And Noelle not technically working there, just being a temp. I was like, you should also have this food because they're not eating it. So right. Noelle no, said, for I'm sure. Fed. I have dinner. I have snacks. I brought for my snacks for the podcast tonight. I have this caramelized onion cauliflower dip. With that sounds amazing. And I have some like wheat thins. Like this is my snack today instead of the chocolate I love- in my bag. I love um, that for you. Yeah, so I'm uh, getting healthy. I'm getting a cleanse for the week, which is much needed. But now I don't have to buy dinner any night because I'll eat mm. at the bar tomorrow when I work. The rest of the week, I'll have this leftover dinner that I've taken from the office. And then, uh, yeah, so I'm feeling very healthy and health conscious this week. Next week, I'm sure I'll be back to eating like, burgers and stuff. So, like being an absolute gremlin. Exactly. But this week... I'm a brand new person. So how I are love you? it. I am so good. Um I'm not. I mean, in in general, I'm also like not because I don't have a day off for the rest of my life. Um just kidding. Yeah. I do um I'm two weeks from now. Um, and progress reports are due this week and I'm, I like fell a little bit back behind grading again last week and just like, so like, I'm actually not doing well. Also it's May and children are feral and I need it to be the end of June, like in four minutes, but I don't have a day off in my life either. So I get you last week. 
I saw six. Yeah, you did. My manifestation came true, so I'm glad you loved it. I texted Courtney Wednesday night, and I just pulled her full name. Mind you, this is the day that I was getting over my fever, and I was very sick and had been working for 12 hours from home. Um, and it just said Courtney Landcloud, and she was like, what did I do? <laughs> I said, my life will never be the same and sent a gif of someone crying of something being beautiful and she was like i don't know what the fuck is happening right now i was panicking i was having an anxiety attack while she's texting me i just knew i'd mess something up and uh um what happened was i saw six <laughs> and um wednesday night i saw six friday night i worked six sunday night i worked six and tomorrow night I'm seeing six again. It's so good. I've seen I've seen it twice also. And like um, when Noelle used to work for COVID safety for six, she was there every day. So when we had our yeah. meetings, she would just call me while she was like waiting for the show to go and I just hear the music in the back. Ugh, the best. Um literally yesterday we got an email from my boss saying that like they were giving staff complimentary complimentary tickets. And I texted Dan and I was like, Chase is giving me two more tickets to the show and he was like oh no for tonight because i worked last night and i go no for tuesday mind you tuesday was the only night this entire week that i had the night off i was supposed to do so much grading on tuesday but i go no for tuesday he goes we're fucking going i was like thank you thank you for indulging me um i um i got him the six socks like the purple socks with the crowns on it very cute and and then I got, he and I now have matching of the baseball style t-shirts that say six with all the queen's names on the back. And then I also got a t-shirt that just says, I'm the queen of the castle. Oh my God. Oh, I, I know. I'm sure that this person does a great Anne of Cleves. Yeah. Brittany Max version of Anne of Cleves. You have to go listen. I'm not a live version um, recording person. You yeah. gotta go listen to the live version of Brittany Mac performing that song. Okay. It is like life changing. Um, I also, um, so we all know how I feel about the portrayal of Anne Boleyn in the show. And especially, um, I, that did not change for me. I still did not like it, but seeing it live, it was much more clear like the Avril Lily Allen influences in the characterization and like where that came from. So every, so I've listened to the West End recording and I've seen the um, original Broadway cast. Yeah. And then I know the Bolin tours have a different person playing um, yeah. in Bolin. Every rendition I've seen has been very different the way they portrayed it. Like, I mean, well, well enough, they have the influences that you're. Yeah. But, like, they all, like, one's a bit sassier. One's, like, very intense. One's, like... So, like, written, I see what you're saying. But, like, their portrayals are all so different. Oh, no, no, no. And that's true. My, so, my friend Zach has seen Six on Broadway 41 times. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he was, like, it's the best thing that ever happened to my depression because every single show at night is a different show. Like, every single girl is a different... And um, so Zan, the girl who's playing Anne Boleyn in this tour, is, first of all, she is a thin white blonde. She's so cute. 
every version I've seen of Anne up to this point has been Asian. Yeah, um, Andrea, who was original Broadway, and uh, the Weston, I don't remember her name, but they were both Asian. Andrea's, like, probably shorter than me. Yeah. And, like, super tiny and Asian. But, and- but she literally, um, she reminded me of the cartoon of Sabrina, the animated TV show like that's so fun and like that and she like was like really like dumb like ditzy dumb but on purpose Mm -hmm. because then when she would get into it she would like it would like turn really gritty and it was very much like very clear that avril is the pop star that influences this character and i liked it a lot better than i thought i would um i also will never get over Dan's face at the point um, in the middle of the song, the part that's not on, like, because the part that aren't on the cast recording, um, like, the live bits, or he had never heard anything of him before. I will never get over his face when he, uh, the way he looked at me when she just goes, I guess he just really liked my head. So funny. So funny. <laughs> Uh, did you cry whenever um oh which one is that Catherine Jane, Jane Seymour or Catherine Parr no the I, other Catherine Catherine Howard oh Catherine yeah that Sam was Paul, way you gotta look up Sam Polly's rendition of that okay that is, is that, that is way different in person also like emotionally yes so but, oh I can't wait to see it again tomorrow I'm gonna die I'm so jealous I wonder if I, I know where my seats are for tomorrow yeah Ugh. Um, I love Six so much. I've seen it both times. I saw it was in the orchestra. So I was part of the, like, do they have the, like, confetti falling down on you? Oh, I yeah. Like, um, I, may, I may or may not have um, taken a couple of pieces from it. Oh, I did. I did both times I saw it. Like, Oh, no, no, no. But, I mean, I didn't take it from the stage. I literally took it from work. Oh. <laughs> but to be fair, my friend Lucy is the head of props. And her job, there is nothing for her to do during the run of the show. There is no props during the show. Right. Um, yeah, because it's just the women. Yeah. Stage, um, right? Her job is for two hours before the show. She sorts through the confetti because they keep it and reuse it. That's so fun. That feels miserable. But yeah, she <laughs> she, she was like, funny. I looked at her and she was like, "This is what I do every day for two hours," and I was like. Yeah. Great. Um, I don't have my tickets yet because oh, I think they won't be in my account till tomorrow. So I don't know where my seats are, but I saw it from the balcony. I because my because my season tickets are on the balcony, but yeah, I think it'd be nice in the balcony. I uh, am blind, so like I don't see as well in the mezzanine, even though I know that's usually really good seats for like musicals and stuff with that much yeah. like activity. But so I was I was really glad to see it from the north. Yeah. I also can't see, but I'd like to be able to be blind of the whole picture. Yeah. That's what the theater there, they were there in here. They're still there. It's just a different cast. Yeah. Um, for the life of me, I've forgotten what theater it is, but it's, it's really open and it's, you can pretty much see the show from anywhere you sit. You're fine. Like very nice. So it's, it's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also have decided that basically for my wedding reception, I'm just going to play that album on repeat. I don't need any oh, other songs. Don't need any other songs. It's so good. It's so good. 
shameless plug go listen to unseen artist first episode we cover six if you haven't seen it and if you have you should also listen yeah um, also just if the Berlin tour is coming to a city near you please see it there and go see the other them. tour i don't remember right um i don't either i think it's the aragon tour Oh, you're right. It is the Aragon tour. Because it's, it's the first. It's the first East coast is no the Aragon. The Aragon tour is the West Coast. The Bolin tour mm-hmm. is the East Coast. Because it's right. first tour, second tour. If they come out with a third tour, it would be the Seymour tour. Because get it, that's the order of the queens. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I can't speak for the Aragon tour, but the girls on the Bolin tour are phenomenal. Um, literally when I saw it, um, on Wednesday when, um, Jane Seymour's solo finished, like when, um, Heart of Stone ended, somebody in the orchestra just like stood up and was like, you sang it, girl. It was like, like people were involved. Yeah. In I, uh, that's the one I skip when I'm listening to the like playthrough. Cause it makes me cry every time. Oh yeah. It's, so it, I have to be in the mood to cry or if not, I'm skipping it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I saw Kirsten. Um, Kirsten, I lost her last name. Okay. Um, she's one of the understudies, and I saw her play Catherine Parr and Jane Seymour. And I, I also saw um, the original cast, or the original um, queen for Jane Seymour. I thought Kirsten did such a um, so much better job. So the original Jane Seymour was oh god, um, she's someone famous that like people know. I yeah yeah yeah. Um, she isn't she she's one of those sisters of the the sisters that are all famous and the, yeah I mean, and her uh, voice don't get me wrong her voice is incredible but with the emotion behind it kirsten did i thought more with the role for sure um one of them abby abby mueller abby and just yeah. and her sister her sister jesse and her brother is also and her brother matthew and andrew they're all like um all all four of them are super super famous on broadway jesse mueller was in um waitress uh i haven't seen any of the others but i'm familiar with their names yeah um yeah i mean and like i said she was incredible her voice is off the wall off the wall incredible but i really like kirsten in that role um god i could talk about six until i die it's literally like one of Mm -hmm. the best shows on broadway it might, it might be, it might be the like most. I literally was like, I've never enjoyed myself in a theater more. It's, I know, it's like a party. It's like you're just going to a dance party. It's so fun, and it's so quick, and so it's like over in no time. Ugh. All right. Well, in order to save everyone from listening to us talk about nothing but uh, six for the rest of our lives, can you please give us? some spiritual guidance you know there's nothing i would like to do better um this is for everyone but mostly for me um be proud of how you've been handling these past months the silent battles you fought the moment you had to humble yourself wiped your own tears and pat yourself on the back celebrate your strength beautiful a rough time guys but we're making it coming out of it gonna make it we are gonna make it and um yeah i've got i've got so much to say 
And, Great, because um, I am ready. I am ready to chat. And I'm just going to give you guys um, a hint now. If you don't think you can make it through this whole episode of the podcast, you have to. Because the piece of trivia that I'm going <laughs> Yeah, because the piece of trivia that I'm going to share at the end most, might be the most wild thing that ever comes out of my mouth. You are required. I mean, I'm sold yeah. now. So, like, I'm going to stay yeah. here till the end now. So, we're talking about Stargate SG-1, Season 3, Episode 14? 13. It's I wrote 14. 14. It's Is it 14? It is 14. Because mm-hmm. I thought about trying to do it with my hands and realized I don't have enough fingers. So... But it's it's just weird because it's the first episode on the new disc of the DVD set. So in my mind, but it's the last it's like, one of the season finale or mid-season split. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know what I could do? Just look at my notes from last week and double check that I didn't fuck that up. I mean, I wrote. No, nope, I didn't. I didn't. It's fourteen. Yeah. I'm correct. Okay, it's called Foothold, and it was rated eight point two stars. I didn't know what that meant until I watched this episode. Well, because it, it was a code name. Right. I didn't. Yeah. Is, that not like a, is that not like a military term or anything? Then it was just like specific to this episode. Um, no, it's a military code for something, though. Like, but it, it is a military right. code. But I've never yeah. heard of it before. Okay. Well, actually, I'm pretty sure it's just a generic military code. Um, I don't know. There was no trivia about it in the... Okay, I was thinking foothold like when you climb on something and you put your foot on the step and it's like a foothold. That is usually, yeah, what um people say. Like Yeah, that's not what they meant at all. No, it's it's not. Um why would I look up Mike Tyson? Why not? Why would you not look up Mike Tyson? You could go watch his show. I think it's just I, c- I could. Um no. He bit off someone's ear. I mean, there's a lot of fascinating things happening. In fact, um, in fact, there is actually uh, no other, um, no other time where this that means what it means. Oh, great! Yeah. Well, I feel better then. Yeah, no, no, no. A military foothold is the same as any other foothold. It's just um, the code word that they used for that. Great. Um, point two, though, not a bad, not a bad rating for this one. No, no. Um, it came out on November fifth, nineteen ninety nine. Almost my birthday. The number one movie was The Bone Collector. Mm-hmm. Um, was which, that a book first? I think it was a book first. Maybe it stars Denzel Washington and Angelina Jolie, and it's about like it's like a crime, murder mystery story, but the detective is a paraplegic. I haven't watched it, but I've, I'm I, 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 I know nothing. Yeah. Um, but I, the same good rating. Like, I think this, I know it's like probably came out this week and that's why it was number one, but I think it also yeah. held recognition throughout. Okay. Um, the same song and book as last week though. Great. On this day, we have some, some interesting collection of news. Um, we did unfortunately lose James Goldstone. He was a director who passed away. Um, he is most famous for directing um, a bunch of Star Trek, so he fits into the sci-fi world. Um, that was the day that Gary Sharon left Van Halen or announced that he was leaving oh. Van Halen. Bummer. And weirdly, um, this one is again. I'm telling you, some wild things happened. Um, this Love is that. the day 
that the Supreme Court ruled that Microsoft was in violation of the Sherman Antitrust Act for having a monopoly on home computers. I studied that case. We had another new case with Microsoft, no, with Google that was very similar in 2016. I don't know. I think it ended finally, but it was out of Ireland. It was a whole thing. But no, I studied that case. That's like a big thing in law school you learn. (laughs) Yeah, because like it's like the idea of something being an intellectual violation of a monopoly is like a weird. Um, But then I was like, oh, man, Microsoft having a monopoly on home computers, Apple was pretty soon after that. <laughs> like but Microsoft still exists, which is why Apple has not been right a monopoly um, yet. Right, but when when did Apple like first launch stuff? Oh, I mean they started launching stuff, what was it? Oh one, ninety nine, something like that. But they didn't really get big until the first iPhone came out in like two thousand eight, two thousand seven, six, something like that. Yeah, but the Apple home computer is um like Apple the company obviously was around. Yeah for longer but but after i mean ibm definitely had a hold on everything which is where microsoft's stemmed from if i'm correct uh, uh, yeah so i'm sure that case was like in the works for years before it actually oh yeah 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 um the the macintosh the the imac the computer was released in 1998 yeah. So it it pe- people were still not buying it, and the case was probably a very long time in the making before. I'm sure that case started when was IBM got big? What 88, 87, something like that. Something like that. And then I'm sure it started having this. I'm sure the case for the Sherman Antitrust Act started in like 93, 94. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not surprised at all by that. Yeah. Wild. Um. This episode was directed by Andy Makita. New. That is a new that is a new name. This is the first of his 29 episodes. So he will, he will be around. Um, he is known for Travelers, um, Motive, and Virgin River. Is Travelers uh, the show that came out like five or six years ago and it has the guy from Will and Grace or the guy that looks like he's from the guy from Will and Grace? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that the one. Show. I never remember if it's him or if it's somebody that looks like him. But um, I really like that show. It's a good one. I could find quite literally nothing about him anywhere on the internet. Well, you know. Like, a private all. life. Yeah, so good for him. Um, it was written by Heather E. Ash. Um, she is not new. She okay, did learn it. She, uh, she did Learning Curve this season. Um, the one with the the one with the kids who had all the knowledge and then they brainwashed them and oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh that was a nice episode yeah and the editing was by Alan Lee um for the guest star I spent a really long time trying to figure out who I was talking about because I started to talk about Colin Cunningham who played Major Paul Davis the guy um, at the end of the episode that was with Jack. Yeah, okay. but I've talked about him before. I wasn't sure. I had that. I was like, oh, I bet this yeah. is what I'm talk about. And I was like, unless she's talked about him before. No, I was like, I was like, I'm going to talk about him. I was like, I don't think I've talked about him. He's low enough on the list. And then I go, as I get to his IMDb, I go, I definitely read all of this before. Okay, great. So then I crossed him off and I decided to talk about Richard Leacock, who was the only other person who was not definitely already on the show before. And um, he played the soldier who was in the fucking elevator. 
That is a choice. Because the only other guest stars were either aliens. Um, that would have been a fascinating discussion. Correct. Um, or Major Davis and Colonel Mayborn. So I, had I mean, the aliens to- looked like the aliens from Men in Black. So the like- aliens looked like Lord Zed from Power Rangers. Also, that look, we could have look whole conversation with the aliens would have gone fine. Um, but so he was known for 911, Good Girls, Good Trouble, and Star Trek Picard. Um, so more ha- recent things than yeah. He his brother Viv is also an actor who was also in a million things, but not famous. Um, Interesting. And he was born in London, but when he was a child, they moved to Vancouver. And so he just kind of got plopped into Vancouver because you know how that works. And now he listens to our podcast. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start this episode in the gate room where an activation is coming through. This is literally my note. I wrote this at work last night, and then I was like, I can't continue watching this episode tonight, and I stopped, (laughs) and I watched the rest of the episode today because this is the note that I wrote. I wrote, we start in the gate room where an activation is coming through, and Hammond has the Arthur meme fist and looks uncomfy for some reason. The what? You know the meme of Arthur with the clenched fist? That is Arthur meme. I thought you said mean. Oh, no, meme. The Arthur meme fist. And then I looked at that and they go, I cannot continue this tonight. This is, we are not in the headspace for this episode. episode, I was like, why can't Jack hear anything? What is happening? Is this our issue? No, it is not the issue of the episode. So Jack is deaf and um, General Hammond is a cartoon aardvark. Yeah. Yeah. So we started our notes really strong. Um, SG one is back, but they're back late. Fun fact: also not the issue of the episode. Also not the issue. Yeah. Um, Daniel thought they had found Keb, but it was just a ton of rain. Can you spell that town for us that we're looking for? Keb, K H E K H E B. Okay. Yeah, I don't know that I realized we had a real name for it. Yes. I thought they we, just kept talking about where the boy was. I didn't well, because that. we don't know necessarily if the planet has a name, but Cab is a place in Egyptian oh, mythology. Okay. Um, gotcha. Yes. So um, remember, it's the place where somebody hid from Seth something. She described it. Yeah. It's a place in real um, mythology, and it's called Cab. Right. I think I just missed that. Like they get, they said the name of it in the last Got it. or episode before, or whatever. I don't remember how many if that was last episode or not. Um. But yeah. So that it was just rain. Um. Hammond sends them directly to the infirmary. Jack wants to get out of his clothes, and Hammond's like, "No, you have to go to the infirmary." No. Which I I wasn't a hundred percent sure in this moment if that was weird or not. Like, it was like, well, like, I don't think anything they're saying is technically incorrect, but everything yeah. just feels off. Because you think about, like, if you're coming back from a planet, you've been rained on, and you don't know if this planet is Earth-like or if it's alien. Like, you don't want to take off the clothes and then spread something around. So, like... Correct. No, exactly. I was like, I don't think his orders are incorrect, but everything just feels off. The me- they did a really good job with the music in this episode. Mm-hmm. They did. It's very um, different than a lot of the others. Yeah. Um... 
they get an escort to the infirmary, which is also weird, and Jack is put off by it. But it's yeah. because there was a chemical spill on level 23, and they're just trying to keep everyone safe. Right. Um, they are very clear to tell you what kind of chemical it is. Um, I couldn't remember when they said it. I was going to write it down when I took notes on trivia, and then there was no trivia about it at all. So. I, didn't, I didn't make note of it. I'm not... I don't keep up with the scientific terms of Stargate, so. Um, I I got a 76 on my chemistry regents, which is like the New York State exam, and that was the highest grade in my class. So needless to say, chemistry is not not my strong suit. Chemistry was never my strong suit, but I was really good at science. I got fourth place in the state fair, the state science fair. I, I won the science fair at my school in fourth grade but my school had eight kids in third and fourth mm. grade combined so i also won in my school every year but i only won state one year but and to be fair i did it on a psychological study not even on like a chemical study <laughs> um i made sugar well that is very of, impressive but like i made it i used like um maple syrup and like a bunch of different a bunch of different solutions to create sugar crystals and talked about the different temperatures of sugar crystallization i did a study of reading the words in different color like color mm. like you read blue but it's the color yellow when you look at it yeah i did that study and i had so many people reading those i got really good at reading the words <laughs> so i am Fantastic. excellent at it now um, so we get to the infirmary and everybody is getting shots in the infirmary, but like something feels just super off about it. Like this whole scene just like gave me the ick. It did. And like, I couldn't pin down why, because everyone was like, yeah, this is fine. Except Tilt. Tilt wasn't really like ever Tilt like did not speak on board. Yeah. yeah. Tilt, Tilt did not speak at all. And also like everyone was just like kind of shouting and Jack was deaf and everything just felt weird and i was like um, why can't jack hear anything it was um, really bothering me in the scene yeah um and then once all of the shots are administered janet just says it's time to begin and then the yeah. credits roll and it was like mm, that's not quite right something something is wrong i i still haven't figured out what but something is wrong something is off yeah yeah after the credits, Teal'c begins to wake up and he sees Janet talking to George. Um, I called him George in this episode because he was not really Gerald Hammond. So. And he was your family member. One of your family members would be yeah. an evil scientist. Probably. Mm, yeah, my brother probably would. See, there um, you go. Um, about this. Yeah. About the fact that she cannot take care of Teal'c or Sam because of the parasites. Um, we still don't really know what the shit is happening. Um, but George says to lock them in a holding cell until after the invasion is complete so they can study them and find out if Earth is a viable home planet. Yeah, that's uh, not sketchy at all. No, there is nothing concerning about that statement whatsoever. Um, so then a soldier is escorting and he gets in the elevator and the guy says that they're going to level 23 and he's like no actually this one's going to level 16 and then they yeah. get out of the elevator and teal just like attacks him and steals his id card and i was like also, that is a lot of levels for something that's underground i didn't realize how far underground they were oh it is 
It is far underground. Yeah. I mean, that makes that, sense. But. Yeah, I mean, that's why that's why in that black hole episode in season one or two or whatever, it was like there was, was an, when the time was different, they weren't going to be able to get out of the base before. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Teal just like continues attacking his way through the base. Um, he's like just knocking people out left, right, and center. And um, Teal finds Sam and fills her in on what is happening and the fact that they are the only two who are not um, completely messed up. And then Teal and Sam break into the surveillance room to try and find out what's happening to Daniel and Jack. Like, they're not really worried about the entire base at first. Right. Um, luckily, they got there. Yeah. Well, at first, you don't see anybody else being, like, shot up with something. You just see the four. So, like... Oh, right. Yeah, but, like... Immediate concern. My immediate concern would be the fact that General Hammond authorized someone to shoot me up with something. Fair. Um, but, uh, they go to check what's going on and all cameras on level 23 are turned off which is also comforting so they look at the gate room cameras and see the arrival of two aliens just conversing with hammond like there's nothing wrong with that picture Mm -hmm. um and so they're like okay well if hammond is compromised we can trust quite literally no one right um and they're trying to break out of the base and sam is like this base is designed so that no one can get in not so that no one can get out this i can do this like okay um but then the alarm signals that they are out and um they get found out and sam they decide to split up sam continues to escape while teal just like fights literally everyone everyone yeah and then we have a really weird moment that didn't make sense in the moment except for that i wrote down that it had to be important and then it was important later but in that moment it was very confusing um because tilk knocked the soldier out and all of the blood was regular human blood mm, yeah and there was like a weird, unnecessarily long close-up of Teal like feeling the blood in his hand, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah, it turned out to be important later, but then also that makes me concerned that Teal just like killed someone who was not supposed to be killed. Right? Yeah, like <laughs> one of the actual soldiers that she wanted is now just dead. Yeah, which like so that's- cool. defense mechanism. You do what you got to do. Occupational hazard. <laughs> Yes. Don't listen to aliens. Don't let aliens tell you what to do and you will die. Probably. Also, if you if you decide to become an unranked officer on the 15th backup string of a secret mission, probably like with aliens, don't expect to live. Right. Yeah. Like if you're not SG1 through 10, they don't care about you. Yeah. And, and if you're not SG11. Right. <laughs> <laughs> SG-11 was out. Mm. Mm-hmm. And and from now on, after this episode, only SGs 1 through 5 get get anything, because SG-6 is going to fuck this whole thing up. So they only care about you for 1 through 10 for two years, and after that, they start cutting it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the budget, we, we don't have the budget for this. 
We only have the budget to care about five teams. Yes. Um, Sam does make it out of the base and she's still weak um, because of whatever fucking drugs they gave her. And then well, Teal... Well, repetitive. Yeah. And that was just like when you're in your body. Maybe yeah. you ever have like anesthesia. That's what I picture it as. Is like an yeah, it's it's probably that. You just also never know what kind of sedatives they're giving people. True. Um, Tail continues fighting the alien. Oh, but the alien traps him and then releases a gas into the base. Gross. That's the first time we really truly see the alien, though, and it was fucking weird looking. Yeah, but we normally saw him whenever. Um... Whenever they were talking to Hammond and uh Yeah, but we saw them through the cameras in the surveillance room, so it was kind of like you saw it. We saw it through the door when he went to get um whenever he went to get uh, Oh um, oh right, that one that popped up Sam. in the yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That one that popped up. Um I'm sorry yeah. to move to my charger again because my extended charger didn't come in. Ugh, the worst. So then we see that Sam has made it to the airport and gotten on a payphone and called none other than Colonel Mayborn. The bane of my existence. Bless. Bless. Oh. Um, but Sam tells him that she believes that there has been an infiltration um, that, and like she calls it the foothold situation. And that's what I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> yes. So it's the code name for something happening that they could not contend with. And they called it the foothold. And um, which makes sense because it's an alien's foothold into the world. Right. If, it, if the aliens yeah, no, take it, over. It that's, um, but he was like, she was like, he was like, she was shouting at him and like saying things on the phone. And he was like, you are going beyond your chain of command. Like, this is not correct. And she goes, I don't have like, a chain of command. Everyone is compromised. Right. Um, but he agrees to meet her. Then we flash back to SGC where Teal'c is restrained in the infirmary. And Janet tells him that he became delusional after exposure to the chemical spill and started attacking people and trying to escape from the base. And there was like a split second where you actually thought like Teal'c had lost his mind. No, I never believed it. I, I didn't because we had seen the aliens but also in other episodes when like daniel was fucking going crazy and it was only in daniel's mind we still saw the aliens okay but to be fair when we're talking about daniel's mind versus tilk's mind i mean valid very different standards in my head valid but they did it always assume daniel jackson is losing his mind whether he is or not fair but to be fair they they I want to give props to Terrell Rothery because this was really, really well done in this oh, moment sure. of like, like you are cynical as shit. And so you probably didn't believe that there was a chance that this wasn't what was happening, but like the portrayal was such yeah, it was, that it was really well done. I will say like in the, in the later scene with Mayborn and, and everyone I did for a second, I was like, I don't believe this still. But I could see how people would. Like, yeah. It would be like, that's the closest I got. And I was like, I could definitely see that, like, if somebody told me I was wrong, I'd be like, you're right. 
Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like you were just being cynical, but the, this scene and then the next scene, there was like a, Okay. What? Um, so, um, Hammond and Janet are like, yeah, like this, your symbiote protects you from a lot of things, but apparently it doesn't protect you from this one chemical and the hallucinations. Um, and they're like, do we need to find Sam though? Cause she is also having these delusions. So we're like, where do you do, where is she? And he was like, I don't know, which to be fair, he did, he did not, not know. know. Right. <laughs> um, I was like, in this moment, he is not lying. And Janet's like, yes, but we need to find her. Cause this chemical, it could kill her. We need to know where she is. And he's like, great. Um, I don't know. I was like, okay, way to be dramatic. First of all. Right. But fine. Um, but so then we go to DC where Mayborn is waiting for Sam at the cafe that he told her to, um, but meet her where they decided to meet. But then he tells her that Hammond called him and told him all about the chemical spill and all of the delusions and the paranoia that she is experiencing. And he does not believe that there's actually a foothold. And she's like, come on. Like, why would you go to him? And he's like, I didn't go to him. And him and called me. My and then, J- hold on, we're not quite there. Oh, we're not there. Okay. So then Jack and Daniel show up and they're like, hey, Sam. And she sees them and she turns around and she says to Mayborn the most beautiful thing that has ever been said in the history of the show. <laughs> do you, do you, I do. I'd love to. She says, Mayborn, you're an idiot every day of the week. <laughs> She was like, why, no, she said, have- why couldn't you take break. a day off? She yeah. said, she said, you are an idiot every day of the week. Why couldn't you take one day off? I think that is my favorite quote of the entire series so far. I may or may not have to say that to an eighth grader tomorrow. I will now be using that against everyone. Oh yeah. No, that is, that everyone. is amazing. Um, There was another really good quote in this episode later that, I don't remember what it what it was. I don't know if I saved it, like wrote it down, but man. I didn't write any other quotes down. That was the only one. It was fucking beautiful. Um so then Jack and Daniel tell her everything that we just heard um Janet tell Teal'c. And Sam confirms that the side effects of that particular chemical do line up with everything that they're saying, and she's starting to doubt herself. And Mayborn is like, um, I only told Jack and Daniel where we were if they agreed to me personally inspecting the base. So I will be coming with you. Like, I will see what is going on. Like, this is, but you being this publicly upset is a security risk. Like, I'm going to, we're going to have to have a problem. And you can already tell sort of that something might not quite be right because Jack is being really nice. Yeah. To Mayborn particularly. I know that's that's when she was like, "Can you not tell something's wrong?" Jack is agreeing <laughs> with you, <laughs> right? Um, so Sam does agree to go back because it seems to her that the people she trusts the most are saying this. Because oh, because Mayborn is like, you literally called me the one person on planet Earth that you don't trust, and she was like, "I had no other options. Right. Believe me, last choice." Yes, you are. You are the last choice always. Um. 
So uh, then we go back to the SGC and Teal'c asks them to release him, but they're like, oh, like we can't do that. We're, we're not sure if you are done trying to kill people, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then the phone rings and General Hammond answers it. And we find out that Sam is on her way back to SGC. And so he tells Janet and she immediately says that um, it's they can begin experimenting immediately. She just well, can't let up. No, well, apparently. Hmm. Um, on the plane, Jack and Mayborn are describing the base in a very un-Jack-like way. And like they're having a conversation about what could potentially be happening and what's going on in the base and the chemical spills. And it just feels all wrong. And then Sam sees a weird reality grit glitch and sees Jack as an alien so she mm-hmm. just grabs Mayborn's gun and like points it at him. Yeah. And everybody's like, Sam, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is uncomfortable. And Sam just like shoots Jack She's straight like, up. No, I'm 100% right. Yeah. Could you imagine if she wasn't, though? Oh. <laughs> I never questioned her, questioned her for a second, but. But. Had I also been wrong. Oh. Um, and that is how we lose Jack on the show. Just <laughs> Just, just, just dead. Liquid on my brand new computer. Um, so then she just shoots him, and he like becomes an alien. Like his perception filter, his perception filter disappears, and he becomes an alien. And Mayborn and Daniel look very, very scared and upset. And then Major Davis comes out from the cockpit. And she and tries to shoot Sam, but she just shoots him too. She's not playing around. No. And so Mayburn is like, I need you to go check the pilot and see if he is also an alien. And she's like, I don't trust you. And so he cuts his hand and shows that his blood is like normal red blood when the other two are like bleeding straight up Ivan Uzgu from fucking the original Power Rangers movie. Um, and so he said he'll watch Daniel and she um, will go check on the pilot. And then from somewhere, hanging from a weird purple jellyfish looking fucking net, Jack just wakes up. He was like, what is, what is happening? <laughs> Where are we at? Um, and then he like tries to wake Hammond up because Hammond is hanging from the jellyfish right next to him. Um, but then we go back to the plan, uh, the plan, the plane, and Sam and Mayborn um, defined the actual device that made the perception field and um, uh, take it off of Daniel to reveal the other alien as well. Um, but that one, they don't kill. They just are trying to trying to figure it out. Just stun him a bit. So Sam attaches the device to herself and becomes Daniel. But only visually. Apparently there's yeah. two devices and she was like, this one is only a perception filter. Like the the brain one is a uh, the mind is connected differently. Uh, yeah, because she still very much sounds like Sam. Everything yeah. she says. Correct. Um, and but she knows that something happened that made it glitch, which is why she saw Jack without the perception filter. So her and Mayborn decide that they need to come up with a plan to create the same um, audio wavelength to try to mess with, or electromagnetic wavelength to try to mess with the, the filters. 
Um, back on base, uh, Mater Davis also wakes up because his alien is now dead too. And um, they, he and Jack like pretend to be asleep to watch Janet turn this other alien into a soldier and like hook him up to this, the jellyfish thing. And it's all fucking weird looking. Um, and then Janet almost sees Jack move. Like she like sees something and she's mm-hmm. so close to catching him. Um, and then we get the most awful scene in the whole episode of Janet just like ruthlessly experimenting on Junior um, who of course because it's an actual like symbiote like baby larvae symbiote that lives in Teal'c it's the nasty fucking looking one and not like the cool CGI one and also it's screeching in pain um which I know how you feel about seeing um I know go old larvae, but also poor Junior. And also like it's keeping Tilk alive most of the yeah, time. Right. Yeah, right. Um I don't need it to die, I just need to not see it. Like those are different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then Hammond tells her that she should put it back in him and stop and lock him back up until they've secured Sam so that Sam is more likely to actually like come in with them. Mm-hmm. Um So then Jack and Major Davis free themselves and they try to free Janet, but Jack takes the headband off of her and it disconnects the link between the minds. And so alien Janet uh, knows there's a problem and she goes in there. Oh, this was the other moment that I thought it was really funny. Jack punches her in the face and then knocks her out and he then he just like looks down at janet's body and he just goes this feels wrong yeah (laughs) well if it was actually janet then it would be wrong correct um and this then um and he feels really weird about it and then uh, he has to take the device off of her chest to get her back to being the alien they were so awkward about that like the most awkward i've ever seen them he was like he's actually an alien she's actually an alien she's actually an alien (laughs) well because if he wasn't actually an alien he would feel very uncomfortable about opening her shirt well sure sure um sam puts the device on to look like daniel and sneaks back into the base um and then while Jack and Major Davis are doing their weird thing to reveal alien Janet, um, Sam as Daniel breaks into the room and they have like a weird showdown and where they're trying to like determine if they are both an alien or not, like who is, who is who. And they're like, um, she's like, and they're like she's like oh and they're like how so she takes the device off and she and he's like sam and she's like yeah and he goes well then it's good to see you too like this (laughs) i don't know um and sam tells them she's like why are you guys awake and he's like i don't know we just woke up she goes oh must be because i killed you (laughs) he's like i'm sorry what just super cash super cash so she tells them all about how she actually like woke them up 
And she was like, I have to go to my office to get the machine that will make the noise thing. And Jack and Major Davis go to the armory to get weapons. And so first, Jack's first stop with his weapons is to go free Teal'c. And he, like, pretends to be an alien version of himself. And he tells Teal'c that he has to go. And he was like, I will not be participating in any more experiments. He's like, oh, yes, you will. And Teal'c obviously knows that that's how Jack talks. And they have, like, a moment. Because right. he does and, this whole eye thing. He's like, mm. And um, then they're, the other guys are like, we can't let you do that. And he's like, oh, yes, you can. And then he shoots them all. And Teal'c just goes, Colonel Jack O'Neill. And he goes, gave it away. <laughs> Literally every part of your being. Correct. Um, so then Sam finds the right frequency and starts playing it. And it disrupts uh, Alien Hammond's disguise. So she knows it works and she puts it on the PA system so that all of the aliens in the whole base are like seen as aliens and not as the people. Um, So then the aliens attempt to leave through the gate um, and Sam's like, no, we have to stop them. So um, then there's just like a hodgepodge of things happening where all of that is going on. And then Mayborn's troops arrive and Jack and Sam finally like get the gate to close after a couple of the aliens have already gone through it. And then the aliens are just like, we would rather die than be captured. And they just self-destruct in the most aggressively, like, 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 literally, like, it looked like a smoke bomb had gone off. Yeah, yeah it was and a, a lot. Very dramatic. So then they have a briefing at the end and um, they have changed all of the codes for the gate and locked that particular planet the aliens went to out of their system. They are also going to add a blast from the harmonic generator to their return protocol so that if anything comes through the gate, it will immediately like be disrupted just in case. And... um, Doctor or and uh, Major Davis says that the reason he's even there is because Hammond had called him, so he's guessing that the aliens knew to like go to the Pentagon after SGC, which was terrifying, right? Yeah. Um, and then Mayborn comes in and tells them that everything is all set and every whatever, and they're having a moment, and he gives all the credit to saving the base to Sam for knowing to contact him and like have the thing and he's like i'm sure i'll see you all again and jack says it would actually be nice to see him and they have like a moment where they realize that colonel mayburn could potentially actually be on the same side as them but he still sucks like well he does still suck but like i mean he's not a bad person he just sucks as a person yeah so that is the end of the episode and while it is not as um connected as the last couple episodes are to the things i think it was kind of a banger of an episode to go out on a break on i think it was but i think it was connected well enough because the whole reason they went to this planet was to look for the boy and then it just happened they had to now fight off this other right and they and yeah so they did keep it connected a little bit um we brought mayborn and davis back so we haven't like forgotten about their existence um but it also like it was a really high action like yeah fast moving episode and then it ended on a moment of like what could be a bridge for a new story arc of something where like 
they're actually cooperating with other people. So it was not at all a bad choice. No, I thought it was nice too. Yeah. Um, it might not have been as good as the one before it in terms of where they could have ended it, but it wasn't, it wasn't a bad choice to end it there. Yeah. Um, before I get into the trivia, because the trivia I want to, I do want to save for the end, because like I said, it's the most wild thing I've ever had to write down. Um, who would you like to punch? Mayborn all day, every day. Like See? I get that we're friends with him now, but like, he was such a moron at the beginning. He did compromise Sam after she was, like, coming to him because she was following the protocol of, like, everyone else was compromised. And he just, like... That's valid. That is valid. And in Sam's words, you're... Um, what did she say? You're a... You're an like, idiot every day of the you're week. You're an idiot every day of the week. So I felt that same sentiment. That's that's valid. Um, I think my... The person I would like to punch in the face is um whatever member of sg6 let these aliens take over their body in the first place yes good choice yeah yeah good choice um who is your mvp sam she right. kept it together she made sure that everyone didn't die yeah. And uh, held her ground, but still, like, was respectful through all of it. So, so I knew you were going to pick Sam, because to be fair, who would you pick other than Sam after that episode? And so I picked Colonel Mayborn. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> because... Because you're right, your, your analysis of why he deserves to be punched is not incorrect but you're not incorrect for picking he did also save the entire planet (laughs) right you're not you're also not wrong yeah now this trivia there's only one piece of trivia only one and it's It's only it because it's not that it's major in the sense of like crazy plot connections or anything like that it's just that when i read it I literally almost died having to write it down as a sentence because of, because of the way that it is phrased. Okay. So this episode, as you know, was came out on November 5th, 1999, mm-hmm. and it was the end of the arc, mid-season of the mid-season weird. thing. Yeah. So, which means that the next episode will be in January. Right. So this note says... This is the last episode of Stargate to air in the 1900s. No. <laughs> no, I can't. I cannot. Throw <laughs> that to me. It is wild. That is, that is so rude. <laughs> it's the last episode of the 20th century. Like, oh, thank you so Jesus much. Christ. Okay, Stargate, IMDb, what is wrong with you people? That is offensive. That is offensive. Like I said, it's not even a major trivia. It's just the most wild sentence I've ever been asked to write down. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, times. Um, 1900s. Yeah. 
So what if the he, last episode of TV was in the 1900s, it was like, whatever. It was whatever. It was Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve. Well, no, no, no. Like a real TV, not like New oh, Year's. Oh, the Eve. last, the last scripted, the last new yeah. scripted piece of television to air in the 1900s. Yeah. Mm, interesting. If you, dear listeners, um, do know what the last scripted piece of television to air in the 1900s, or have anything else that you would like to talk about that hasn't happened since last century just to make us feel fucking old as shit. I'm going to guess it was an X-Files episode. That's my guess. I don't know. Maybe Maybe I'll look it up. I probably won't, but I will just wait for some viewer to do it for me and tell me so that I feel like someone actually listens to this podcast um so if you also have any fun facts about things that have not happened since the 1900s because you like me uh cannot believe that that was 23 years ago um please please feel free to reach out um email us at deafandaliens at gmail.com Follow us on all the social media at Death and Aliens. You can follow me personally everywhere at E-M-K-A-Y underscore superstar. And you can find me at C-E Cloud 13. And we will see you all on Thursday for a lovely episode of Thriller Thursday. Do you have any fun tidbit teaser? Do you have any fun little teaser things to say? I do have a teaser. This episode coming up is a big one. Um, and it's part one of two. So, yeah, you gotta stay tuned for a couple of weeks to figure out the resolution. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's um, it's interesting for sure. <laughs> this is the first one my dad watched with me, so oh, I can't wait to hear. Can't wait to hear about this, so. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So we will see you all on Thursday. Bye. Bye. Bye.